Welcome to Engineering Works, powered by the ACEC of Illinois. We'll be featuring the innovators, creators, designers, and engineers who are making engineering work in Illinois and reshaping our state. Welcome to Engineering Works, a podcast powered by the American Council of Engineering Companies of Illinois. I'm Haley Burns, co-founder of River Strategies, a public affairs firm and co-founder of Lincoln Forum, an event series with a focus on infrastructure in Illinois. I'm here with Kevin Ardle, president and CEO of the ACEC of Illinois, who is powering this podcast. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Haley. Today, I think we're kicking this off and would love to hear kind of the state of the industry from the president and hear what you guys have been doing in Springfield. And I know you've been in DC quite a bit as well, but Maybe we start with talking for a moment about Engineering Works, this podcast, and what the goal is in launching this. No, thanks, Aileen. We're very excited about this partnership with your team to produce Engineering Works, the ACEC Illinois podcast. Through the course of this effort, we'll be interviewing newsmakers, elected officials, and industry leaders on some of the most important issues facing engineering and design in Illinois. We'll be having in-depth conversations about what's happening in Springfield, DC, new technology trends, big projects, and more. So we're excited about this initial effort and uh, look forward to to the programming in the future. Us too. I mean, there's been so much going on in infrastructure in Illinois over the years, you know, new funding, big projects. I think the content well will be full. So we're thrilled to be partnering with you as well. Kevin, I know we are fresh out of session here. How did you feel going into session? What was kind of the state of the industry and where are we now? Well, there was a lot of trepidation heading into session this year. This was going to be the first real full-time, full-scheduled session since COVID began for the General Assembly. And on top of that, you had redistricting. You had really high turnover. So a lot of new members, nearly half the House caucus was new. So a lot of education had to go into this space and also... Um, there was just a lot of eagerness to legislate. So there were over 8,000 bills introduced between the Senate and House. And as you can imagine in that space, not all of them were friendly to the industry or to the work of small and mid-sized businesses in Illinois. So yeah, there was trepidation. But what we did is we worked with our legislative champions in the House and Senate. We testified on numerous bills in committee. And as bills worked through the process at the committee level to get to the House floor or Senate floor, what we found out is through our work, the majority of the bills that we were concerned about didn't make it to, didn't make it to a full vote. And a lot of that credit goes to the work of our legislative champions in the House and Senate who were incredibly helpful, but also to our members. Our board members came down to Springfield multiple times during the legislative session. We ended up meeting with all four of the legislative leaders, President Senate President Harmon, Speaker Welch, House Republican Leader McCombie, House Republican or Senate Republican Leader Curran on multiple occasions, along with the committee leadership, Senator Villavam in the Senate, Senator DeWitt in the Senate, Representative Marin and Representative Moylan in the House, and shared our views. And I think the most important thing in this aspect is for these lawmakers to hear it directly from the people in the business, the engineers who are doing the work. And I think that went a long way to not only addressing some of the bills that we had concerns about, but also highlighting the bills that we wanted to get advanced on the issues that were important to our members. So I think 
In this age of electronic communication and such, there's a tendency to send an email and say you got the job done. But I think the ACC board did a tremendous job this session of putting in the shoe leather at the Capitol and working the rooms and having multiple meetings with Illinois policymakers to deliver our message and deliver real proof points as to why we need legislation on a certain area or why this legislation is going to be very harmful to the engineering industry. Well, to that note, there were some pretty threatening efforts out there to reduce funding and infrastructure. Where are we on those? I think that it will be a constant refrain, and I think we'll see it probably each session. But there are multiple bills filed this year to either roll back funding for Rebuild Illinois or eliminate it entirely. And it was really disappointing because I think at this point we're we're beyond that. The Rebuild Illinois had bipartisan support in both chambers. Members from both parties fully supported. And now we are in the execution phase. And I think the last thing that we want to do is give a sign to the United States DOT who is evaluating grant proposals or any other entity that we want to roll things back. So I think it was one of the top issues for us. Um, In Springfield, our members talked about the importance of Rebuild Illinois, and not just for the state, but also how Illinois, through Rebuild Illinois, has become probably the best positioned state in the nation right now to capture federal funds because we we made such an investment in our state. We have the ability to have local matching funds for federal dollars. So I think that those arguments swayed a lot of members in the Illinois House and Senate, and ultimately the efforts to roll back Rebuild Illinois or defund it entirely pretty much fell flat. Well, it sounds like there were some big wins in session, and I know you can't go over it all right now with us today, but give us some of the highlights. As we started this session We had some goals that we wanted to focus on, and first is to protect the industry, and we felt we did that through a lot of our work to make sure that bills that might do damage to either the funding of infrastructure or the business of engineering were halted. We kind of saw as we got through the committee work, we felt we were in a good space for that. So then we wanted to be offensive and see what we can do to enhance the industry, streamline processes and make engineering an even stronger industry sector in Illinois. Right out of the gate, one of the things that we wanted to do was expand the utilization of qualifications-based selection for land acquisition services. So that was an issue that is impacting project delivery right now for IDOT, and it's also reducing opportunities for many of our firms. So we worked with Senator Villablom in the Senate and Representative Rashid in the House to educate them on this issue and advance a measure that would utilize qualifications-based selection. So IDOT would use the most qualified firms for these services. And the measure passed out of the Senate unanimously. And ironically, it was called for a committee vote in the House during our annual lobby day. So we had about 30 engineers in the room to watch the House committee advance it unanimously, and then it ultimately passed out of the House unanimously. So this is a major expansion of QBS for the industry, and it further cements the role that the qualifications-based selection should play in Illinois. So we're happy to see that. The measure has been sent to the governor, and there were no objections to it. So we do anticipate it being signed. It just it hasn't been signed yet. And then as we've We've talked about a lot in Springfield with lawmakers is the need to get more engineers into the pipeline in Illinois. And we're really concerned about how many engineers 
engineering students graduate from Illinois colleges and universities, but then go elsewhere. Either they go home or they go work in other states. And we wanted to see what we could do to give Illinois a competitive edge to keep Illinois engineering graduates in Illinois. So we've worked with Senator Villavam on what we believe is one of the first in the nation efforts to create a student loan assistance program for engineering graduates who graduate from Illinois College or University. And if they go to work for the Illinois Department of Transportation and they work there for four years, they're eligible for up to $60,000 in student loan assistance to pay back student loans. And we think this is a measure that will give IDOT an incredible advantage in recruiting employees, especially new grads, retaining people for years, and it'll help them staff up as they face the monumental task of the Rebuild Illinois program. We work in collaboration with IDOT, and the sector right now for engineers is incredibly competitive. So this measure, we think, will give IDOT a real opportunity to recruit some amazing homegrown talent and put them to work on some of the state's most critical infrastructure projects. So we're incredibly proud to partner with IDOT on this. We're excited it passed. And that measure has been signed into law. So IDOT can begin looking at the college grads from this May and June. So we're excited about that. And then the other measure we've been working with IDOT on and the state in total, we've been working with our our members of Congress. The governor's office is helping secure funding for the I-290 Blue Line Modernization Project. I-290 is the most congested expressway in the nation. Most expressways in the world create a loop or a circle. Unfortunately, you know, with the positioning of Chicago, our expressways run into the lake and it creates massive bottlenecks and congestion. So 290 needs to be fixed. It needs to be repaired. It's, a, it's an impediment to economic opportunity and job creation in the Chicagoland area. But it's a really expensive task. And IDOT had applied for a grant proposal last year from USDOT. It didn't get in the mix. And one of the things we learned through that from our conversations with congressional leaders and Senator Durbin's office and such is that for a project that might be in the upwards of four to $6 billion, USDOT is looking for a larger local investment. And in this budget, that was approved by the House and Senate does that. It allocates $300 billion out of the road fund to IDOT to begin working on on the I-290 modernization program. And I think that will send a strong message to the federal government and USDOT as they evaluate future grant applications that Illinois is committed to this project. They're committed to putting a lot of our funds into the project, and it's a top priority for us, and we want to get it done. So Super excited that this is in the state's budget, and I think it sends a strong message that we're ready to begin rebuilding 290. And then finally, for areas out of the state, we saw a fourfold increase in the IDOT Township Bridge Program. It had been in the $15 million space. It jumped up to $60 million this year. And that is going to be a great effort to help local municipalities and local units of government repair bridges that have been on the wait list for a long time. And this is money that can move pretty rapidly. I think you'll see a demonstrable increase in activity in this, and the money will get out and the work will get done in short order. So very excited about those efforts. And like I said, we started with trepidation and 8,000 bills introduced in January, narrowed down to some pretty significant wins for the engineering industry 
this session with a lot of money moving forward in key areas like the Township Bridge Program and the I-290 Blue Line modernization effort. Well, Kevin, this is a very important and exciting time and session. I know that we will, the work never ends and we will be continuing to talk to you. So it, I know we have on our calendar that we'll getting another update from you in about two or three months. So we'll be looking forward to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Engineering Works. Listen and subscribe to the podcast on acecil.org or your favorite podcast platform. 